0: Listening to Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing podcast. To learn more, visit thepineschurch.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Pines Church online experience. My name is Matt Joy. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm so excited that you decided to carve out 20, 30 minutes and change to study God's Word. This is the very first message of 2022. And so I am super stoked. And so to springboard into our discussion topic, there's going to be a buzzword that you're going to hear at work, with your friends, at the gym, with family members. And that buzzword is vision. Okay? Now, some people hate on new year, new me, and starting new disciplines. But I'm not one of those people. I think it's smart to approach the new year and kind of clear the decks and take an inventory of your life and say, these are the things I don't want to carry into the new year, and these are the things that I want to grow and intensify uh, in the new year. I think we do that every single day. We prioritize at the beginning of the day what's gonna have our attention, what's not gonna have our attention. So vision is important, and I want all of you to have a vision for this new year. And more importantly than me, God wants you to have fresh vision for 2022. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 28:19 that without vision, people perish. So we have to have something that we're moving towards. And so the Bible has a lot to say about vision, but we're going to be camping out over the next couple of weeks in the book of Habakkuk because specifically there are some scriptures that I think can serve as a foundation as you seek God for the vision that he has for you in 2022. And so if you had to title this, you know, the series is Got Vision, but I would say that it's lessons found in the book of Habakkuk to steer you toward that vision And so to open up, I want to read out of Habakkuk 2:1, it says this. and I'm reading out of the ESV. We're going to, we're going to take a look at a couple of different translations. Um, but the ESV says this, I will take my stand, uh, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Write the vision. Make it plain on the tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay." And so I want to kind of highlight, I'm going to break this scripture down over the next few weeks, and we're going to look at word by word, stanza by stanza, phrase by phrase, how this applies to our lives. And so let's break down that first sentence. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. That's the New King James Version. First of all, I will stand. That word stand means to be alert. So in order for you to be able to posture your heart to receive the vision, you can't be kind of uh, lounging on your sofa, binge-watching Netflix with potato chips all over your chest. You have to be vigilant. You have to be alert. You have to be kind of seeking, okay? It's telling us this man has set himself to watch for the vision, and so we have to position our minds, our spirits, our hearts to watch for this vision. Vision, this also tells us that vision originates from God because we set ourselves to watch and to seek after it. It comes from God, so all vision originates from God. You know, the Bible is filled with examples of men and women who are gripped with a heavenly vision, and Paul is certainly one of those men responsible for writing the majority of the New Testament. And he says in Acts 26, 19, okay, first of all, this was a man that was consumed with heavenly vision, and he was accused of blasphemy, so I'll give you a little contact, by the Jews. And because of that, he finds himself in front of King Agrippa okay? And he gives this humble explanation. He says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And so you can be obedient or disobedient to the vision that God has placed over your life. And so Paul is saying, I am doing what the Lord has shown me. And so God has a vision. God had a vision for Paul, and God has a vision for you. And you have a choice of whether or not you're going to uh, follow that vision, or are you going to follow your own vision? Paul is making the distinction here that, hey, 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 King Agrippa, I'm following the vision that the Lord has given me. And it should be every single one of our heart cries to be able to say that for ourselves. You know, when I think about kind of the, some of the fathers of the faith, I don't know if fathers of the faith is the right word, but some of the great men and women of the faith, I think of Reinhard Bunke, Reinhard Bunkey was a was a, a missionary, an evangelist, and um, God gave him a vision in prayer one day, and and he heard the Holy Spirit say this: Africa shall be saved, and so he simply followed on what the Holy Spirit had showed him, and he led he put on revivals. Um, mass crusade meetings in in the continent of Africa, and he led millions and millions of people to the Lord because of the vision that God had given him specifically. And so both Paul and Reinhardt had a heavenly vision that steered them um, throughout their life. And so the question has to be asked, the question I'm going to pose to you is, what vision consumes you? Do you have a vision? What are you steering yourself towards? Or are you getting up and there's already these pre-set conditions, I gotta go to work, I gotta go to the gym, I gotta do, and you're kinda just living your life, but you're not really steering your life. And I'm gonna let you sit with that question. I think that's an important question at the beginning of every single year we need to ask ourselves is, what are we steering ourselves towards in 2022? Because if, you know, if you aim for nothing, you hit it every single time. Have you ever heard that analogy? So we gotta be steering our tel- ourselves towards something. The more time you spend with God, uh, the more you'll be infused with his passion and his purpose for your life. You'll see things through his perse- perspective rather than your own. And vision will be birthed from the heart and mind of God, not from yourself. You know, the book of Colossians puts it like this. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, then act like it. Pursue the things which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert. Remember we talked about being alert in Habakkuk, we gotta stand and watch. Be alert to what is happening around Christ. That's where the action is, see things from his perspective. And so here we're charged with seeing things from a heavenly perspective, more importantly, from Christ's perspective and not our own. But how often do we kind of shuffle through and stumble through life just looking at the ground? And here's the scripture championing us to look up to heaven. So set yourself to seek God not men. And let me just break down that word. So we talked about, you know, a man will search and watch for the mission, a vision. We will seek after the Lord. What does that really mean? Well, there's a difference between searching and kind of what I like to call man-searching. Everybody knows uh, or maybe isn't familiar with this, but like, in my house, I might ask my wife, where are, uh, where's the tape? Well, we just went through Christmas season. And she'll be like, it's here. So I'll look in the junk drawer. It's not here. I just open it up and look. And then she'll come over, move one thing over. It's right here. And so man searching is just kind of like, it's not there. I don't know where it is. But my wife knew exactly where it is. So searching is like you're examining, okay? You're investigating. uh, You're looking for an answer. It's not casual. Uh, It's purposeful. And so we have to be purposeful in in seeking and searching out the answers from God. It goes on to say in the book of Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain on the tablets. You know, there's something something powerful about writing down um, your vision. You know, an unwritten vision, by contrast, remains hypothetical and vague, and you're trying to remember what you think you heard. But when you write it down, you don't have to try to remember. You know, it's amazing. I think when you share information with me that I have it all up here, and then a week later, someone will say, do you remember what I shared? And I'm, "Uh, I think I do, I think it was this. But you know what, this pen has 100% memory. So whatever I write down is going to be recorded. And now I can come back and look at it with fresh eyes, but it remains constant in the same. So a written vision shares a picture of the future for both yourself and others that maybe are going to help you uh, stay accountable to the vision God's given you, or maybe labor alongside you for the vision that God has entrusted to you. A written vision has longevity, and it binds those that are alongside on this vision together for the long haul despite um, any disappointments or setbacks along the way. So you can always come back and say, no, 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 no. Even though we experience adversity, even though we experience maybe a shut door here, this is the vision, so it just means that we have to move in a different direction. Writing a vision also helps keep you accountable um, your your vision is no longer an idea. It's not this nebulous uh, ideology. It's it's concrete. It becomes real. You know, Dr. Gail Matthews out of uh, Dominican University in California, she did a study, okay? And she did a study of uh, 267 people from all different types of career paths, okay? From all over the world, a variety of vocations, And she divided them into two groups, okay? One group... Uh, people wrote down the goals they were, go- they, were go- they were going after that year, and another group who had the goals but didn't write them down. And what she found over the course of that year is the group that wrote them down was 43% more likely to accomplish the goal they set out for. So, so just think about that. If you get nothing from this message, the fact that if you catch a vision or you have a goal or a dream, simply by writing it down, you are 43% more likely to achieve it. So you could almost say it like this. By writing down your goal, you're halfway there. And the Bible knows that. And that's why it says you must write down. The vision down so that he that reads it can run with it. Okay, so write your vision down, write your goal down, write down what God has shown you, and you're 50% of the way there to accomplishing it. That's an amazing statistic right there. Also, I want to highlight it says, write it down, but it gives another instruction. Do you remember? Make it plain. So what what does that mean? Our goals must be clear and specific. Okay, so in other words, let me give you an example. If you're going into the new year and you say, well, I want to be in shape. That is not really a clear goal or a specific goal. Okay, so what do I do to get in shape? Who knows? I have no idea. So the goal should be, I want to lose seven pounds. I want to be able to bench press 100 pounds and 85 pounds, which you should be able to bench press at more than 185 pounds. But anyway, I'm saying, I I wanna be able to squat 225 pounds. Whatever it is, have specific goals, and then you can measure. So obviously, you have this goal of what you wanna accomplish. I need to lose seven pounds. I wanna be able to bench press 185 pounds. I wanna be able to squat 225 pounds. So then, I go and I see where I'm at. Okay, I can only bench press 125 pounds, so now I need 60 pounds to go. Okay, I can only squat 185 pounds, so I have 15 plus 25 is 40 pounds to go, okay? And I weighed myself, actually I think I ate a little too much over Christmas, now I need to lose nine pounds. But you understand what I'm saying, so it needs to be clear, and it needs to be specific, because you just have this idea, I want to be in shape. What does that mean? It means one thing to you, it means another thing to me, it means another thing to the YouTube trainer that you're you're, you're pulling up on your phone. And so you have to have clear, specific goals. Make them plain. The clearer the vision, the greater the focus, okay? So if you're going to focus on something, if you're going to have a vision, if it's like this multi-tiered thing, you're looking all over the place, you're going to get confused, you're going to get frustrated, and eventually you're going to end up walking away. That's why you need to have a very clear and concise goal that is so simple to enact that it's almost harder to walk away from it. Okay? And then as you get a rhythm and you create a discipline of going after that specific goal, then you can begin to add on to it. But always start smaller. Okay? It says, make a plan on the tablets. Plural. Now, you may think that's not that big of a deal. Um, But first of all, Habakkuk was prophesying that we were going to have tablets in the future. I'm just playing. But no, they, they use stone tablets, okay? But it's interesting he didn't say tablet, he said tablets. There isn't a relevance to that, okay? Because I believe that when God gives us a vision, when God gives us a goal, we can't just hide it in some obscure place. We need to post it in multiple places. So I'm a huge advocate and component. If there's a specific goal that you're going after, to put it in your car, Okay, a lot of us spend a lot of time in our car, then put the goal in your car so it serves as a constant reminder. Post it at your workplace so that when coworkers come along, they say, hey, how are you doing towards that goal? and they can encourage you, and they can help hold you accountable as well. Post it in your house so your wife or your husband or your kids can ask you about how the progress is coming. Put it on social media. I mean, you're comfortable putting everything else on social media so that you have this goalpost to move towards. So I think, I think the Holy Spirit was intentional what he put tablets so we can put it in multiple places so that we can't run away from it, okay? Um, now, I just want to say this, okay? This helps us remember. You know, the word remember is found approximately 160 times in Scripture. Do you know how I know that? Because it was written. So it's important to write down our goals so that we can come back to them and remember what the Lord has shown us if you keep it up here you're going to be competing with all the different messages that are being you're being bombarded with every single day and so make it clear, make it plain on the tablets so that he who reads it can run with it. And so I'm just gonna kind of end uh, with that right now. I think I've given you uh, you know a few things you know write the vision. first of all watch for the vision. all vision originates from God. So God wants to give you this vision, okay? But we can't be casual in our approach to God. We really have to carve out time. Our church is getting ready, as many churches are all over the world, are getting ready to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's a great way to start your year off by abstaining, okay, from food, abstaining from screen time, abstaining from things that may not necessarily be sin, but that are big time suckers. And using that time... Okay, to be in the word, to seek after God, to pray for your family, to pray for your marriage, to pray for your kids, to pray for our nation, to pray for the church, to pray for your career, and to pray for the vision that God has entrusted to you. Um, you know, a a biblical fast is literally to abstain from food. We talked about that last week. And so I do think there's something, if you're going to follow along in the footsteps of the Bible, to abstain from food, it just shows us that we're not run by our flesh because your flesh is going to make real quick justifications of why you need that food, okay, and why this is stupid and you should just eat. And it just shows you how, how control your flesh really is. Um, so I would encourage you to abstain, but not, not everybody's there yet. So you can work up to it, but you know, the average person spends about five hours looking at their phone. So I think a great place to start is saying, I'm just going to use this to make calls. I'm not going to check my emails. Okay. Now you have to check your emails for work, check your emails on your computer. I'm not going to check social media. Please. Every single one of you can step away from social media for 21 days. And I think with that extra time, you're seeking, you're searching, you're watching for the vision that's going to originate from God. Secondly, when you catch that vision, you write it down. And you write it down and you make it clear and plain. So it's not just this lofty, I want to be a better Christian. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) Okay, I want to be a better father. Well, what does that mean? Okay, if you want to be a better father, say, I'm going to take each one of my kids out on a date every single month, just one date. Okay, so that's I, that's moving. That's an attainable goal of becoming a better father. I'm gonna take my wife on a date every month. That's an attainable goal of becoming a better husband. Okay, I'm gonna to go to the gym three days a week. That's an attainable goal, so on and so forth. Make it plain on the table, and then post it in multiple places. Don't let this just be your little secret goal that nobody knows about. I'm gonna tell you something that I found. When I go to the gym by myself, I will often sleep in, or I'll just say, you know what, I'll get to it later, and I won't do it. When I get with a group of buddies that hold me accountable, I know they're gonna, they're gonna, I'm, I'm looking for like a word that I can use. They're gonna bust my chops, <laughs> okay? I was thinking of something else, but they're gonna bust my chops for not coming in the gym. They're gonna blow up my phone with text messages. They're gonna send pictures of, you know, uh, of lazy people sitting on the sofa, of uh, probably Jabba the hut and just saying, why weren't you at the gym this morning? So those friends help hold me accountable. So my friends at the gym, they know my goals. They know how much I can squat. They know how much I can bench. They know how much I can deadlift. And when I get in there and I try to shirk, you know, like maybe just staying at like what's comfortable, they'll put on more weight because they want to see me achieve those goals. So if they know those goals because I made them clear and I shared them. And so you need to share those goals with the people that you're doing life with so that they can help keep you accountable and they can also encourage you along the way. And so I'm just gonna pray with you on that. I would encourage you to read the scripture. It probably would be beneficial to read the scripture every single day. And I, and I know that the Holy Spirit, because this is how the Holy Spirit works, He's gonna illuminate different things to you. But I'm giving you these two action items, these two takeaways to immediately apply to your life. And I, be, I believe that you will see traction in gaining a vision for your life in 2022. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you have a specific vision for them for 2022. Where do I get that? Psalm 139.16. Every moment of their life was recorded before a single day passed. That means you have every day recorded for them. And I pray that they would be able to have your perspective in seeing that, God, and that they would be able to... uh, walk in in the steps that in the path that you have ordained from them. So Lord, let them hear your voice. Let them see your plan and give them the grace to be able to walk in it. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us the last 30 minutes. Until next time, Godspeed. Thank you so much for listening to Keep The Main Thing, The Main Thing, a sermon resource provided by the Pines Church in Bangor, Maine. We'd love to hear from you. So leave us a review on this podcast. If you have any questions, visit thepineschurch.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.